Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raf, former Husker football national champion, speaker and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rath. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches in college football history. We may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Folks, we are back. 11th and 0. We're still drinking coffee. Nick is drinking coffee. Raph is in Alabama. He, I'm not sure what he's drinking. Well, but he's, he's, he's vacationing, so you know he's taking time off. Shocker. Much needed. Much needed. Mamba well, mentality. What's that? Body armor. <laughs> Mamba mentality. Mamba mentality. I, I think that for, means nothing. I, I think it's really. Oh. I think it's really you should not mention your name, uh, the Mamba mentality. I was just gonna say how that's a little disrespectful to, to Kobe Bryant. There. Hey, when I when I'm in in Alabama, I always gotta be ready to attack at any moment. What are you gonna for? Get? What? What? I don't know. Whatever. Any <laughs> obstacles? Anything? Got to be on alert at all times. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you got Pete Ferguson in the studio, Raph. Pete's going. What is Raph like, talking I, about? Like, where, are you, where are you at, Raph? <laughs> I mean, with that kind of security, witness protection Raph? might be. Yeah. There. <laughs> I mean, I think there's an FBI office located down there. You can go to the embassy and just say you're an American. It's not like you know bad, bad boys like you're running in the Cuban beach or something like that. Raph is chilling in a sweatsuit on a couch. He's fine. I assure you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, looks pretty cozy there. You know. You, you know, Pete, I one thing just keeps on rolling through my head the last couple of days. How about them Cowboys? By you using a different profile picture, you hey. cost the Cowboys an undefeated season. You could have been just like the Miami Dolphins, but you ruined it for the entire state team. Pete, Dallas, well, you know, Texas, Cam- Cam- Cameron Cowboys. Magruder. Cameron Magruder, if you all know, watch on Twitter online, and Cameron does a lot with it. You know, he's a big fan of the Cowboys. I think Florida Gators or whatever okay. else. Um, you know, I made amends with him, and I feel like that's who I needed to apologize to. Uh, Mike McCarthy still has some things out there. But I, I, I spoke to who I needed to speak to. Um, I am back in good graces. Um, I'm back on the newsletter list. And, I am, and December 30th, when I go out there for the Cowboys-Jets game, I am allowed to go into the Dallas Cowboy outlet. That was my biggest concern on making sure that I could go ahead and get bargains and deals. You know, <laughs> that's a shame that you're going to the Jets game, though. It, it, well, I mean, is it really a shame that anybody can go to a cow- and get that experience? Yeah. I mean, um, that's a good point. I yeah. mean, I, I will say so back when uh, AT&T Stadium opened, was it 2014? Yeah. Or was it a little bit before that? Even I, I can't remember. I, I was I went down Jerry's to World? Dallas Jerry's World. Yeah, what year was that? I think it was. It's actually that. it was before that. Actually, okay. Wow. So wow. so anyway, a couple of years before that, I was at the first year it opened. Toured the yeah. uh, the stadium okay. when I went down there to see some family. That place is pretty cool. 
It's it's phenomenal. It's I mean, I went through yeah. and um, was it was the it, the Sioux, the Sioux game was that was that um oh, was yeah. it the first year it open was that big twelve yeah championship yeah because was. everybody was it making was. a huge deal about the scoreboard yeah. hanging from them in the middle mm. with the punter with the, yeah. with the kick yeah. and the kickoff yeah yeah no visiting news um, I went and when they had the draft down there and oh, so we nice. weren't allowed to get oh, on wow. the field and so they were setting up and everything but it was the time they had let um um not Irving um Des Bryant go. Mm, the day you. before and so like we had just missed in the tour that they said somebody came in and took his thing um his, his name, name played out of the locker oh, no way. and the guy who gave the tour goes that's he goes something really happened because he goes they leave those up they oh, leave yeah. those there like dorsets like that is yeah. sacred mm. and so that's when you knew there was like there was a falling out of some oh, sort because no. he goes they never they wow. rarely ever do that. Like they really respect and honor people who have contributed. Jeez. And so um, we were sitting there. My wife didn't appreciate it. We were walking around because I was like trying to take pictures and everything. Yeah. And, you know, we went to cheer. You know, they take you to the cheerleaders. Yeah. And, you yep, know, yep. session and everything. Yeah. And um, but yeah, That's they were having crazy. a draft. So it was. It was. That was the, my memory mm. of that tour right there. They came in, wow. boom, and then walked out. And I wow. was like, and then the news came out at like shortly yeah. thereafter that there was stuff going on with Des Bryant. Well, that's that's crazy. Des Bryant, fun fact. Uh, there's there's this show going out right now um, that I was just watching it a couple couple days ago where they pick actors, some celebrities, oh, yeah, former yeah, athletes, yeah. and they put them through Navy SEAL yeah, team training. Yeah, training. And Des Bryant's on there. Yeah, he's a, he's and, a freak. He's and, a freak. And it's, he it's, is. I mean, the whole the whole thing. Every all the all the challenges that they put them through is insane and it's it shows the the magnitude that the right. seal team you know operators and, and things like that have to go through um but it, and it shows that not everybody's built for that right, right. It's, it's insane it's insane but des bryant's on that show well i'll tell you what folks we are glad to have pete ferguson house before i get to pete i want to say oj uh the oj cj hey brother thinking of you uh mm-hmm. won't put it on blast in case you're not comfortable with that but you're we're glad the song makes you laugh man get healthy mm-hmm. Get well, brother. Always appreciate your support, man. And uh, thoughts and prayers going up for you, brother. Take care of yourself. Folks, we have Pete Ferguson in the house. He is the host of Bigger Than the Score that comes on every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. here at 93.7 A Ticket. Uh, we wanted to start bringing Pete in uh, on Wednesdays uh, throughout this month, maybe longer as well, to talk about collegiate high school and, and coaching and just youth sports in general the change of the landscape of where it is right now, it's a lot different than it was even four years ago. I wouldn't even say three years ago. Pete, good morning, my man. Good morning. Hey, I really appreciate both of y'all and listening in the morning. It's nice to see you know, Nick dressed up, got the sweat, yeah. the clean, crisp sweatshirt going on. To a, and then, going and to a, a wedding. Gray, and the gray pants. <laughs> I mean, no, not Look at you. Nice day for wedding. He's the ring bearer. I don't, 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 don't want to make a big deal, but I got the Jays on, too. Yeah, he's got Jordans on, too. Ooh, with some blue accents. Yeah, we might have to talk about We might have to get you some black ones with some gray on there. Yeah, yeah. Has a plethora of styles going on over there. I didn't mix brands, though. I got the Nike sweatpants on. Men's warehouse, you do not have to worry. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> we assure you're good. <laughs> anyway, Pete, what is it like? You have Jaden now, who is um, uh, at UNK, yeah, and uh, finishing up her. Actually, she's in her graduate yes, year, yeah. Yeah, uh, at UNK was a, uh, a magnificent event for her to come back here and play Memorial Stadium during the uh, Nebraska volleyball night uh, for you to experience that. Because I, I want to do this on, on a series. Obviously, yeah. we're going to let you leave, but I want to go on a series. Pete, why did you start coaching you? When did you start coaching youth sports? You know what? So sometimes a lot of people start thinking I did it when she was born. And actually, um, I had done that years before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started probably was tabbed. Um, I saw my dad do it. 
And so my dad was involved. You have noted that he, yep. he coached us and, yep. and coached at the Malone center when we moved nice. to Lincoln, but he also coached in Arizona and um, he was in the military when we moved around. And so that was something that just um, I've always seen individuals. And honestly, I've yeah. been fortunate enough to be around and see individuals do it the right way. Yeah. And um, when I got out of college, I came here and was just engaged. I coached a team of scholars and to be honest, they were not good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was young men, but I always talked about that. I wanted it to be bigger than the score, yeah. you know? And so, um, I still see these young men today. Um, you know, I, I, when they invite me to their, you know, their weddings, they've had, mm-hmm. they have children, they're coaching. But when I see them, I just saw one at, um, Cheddar's and I walked out and they're mm-hmm. like, Hey coach. And it's like a 30 some year old man. And, <laughs> you know, and, and so, you know, I started just, you know, probably 20, 21, mm-hmm. I did a YMCA team and, um, just really wanted it to be the experience that honestly that I had, but also some of the things that I may have not had yeah. during that. So it it wasn't just about, you know, the score. Now I want to win. I'm as, mm-hmm. you know me, I'm as competitive yeah. as anybody, right. but that's kind of when it's, when it started. And then Jaden was born in 2000. Um, she would just come to me to different things, come with me to different things, mm-hmm. um, kind of out of need. That was, you know, something I, I did and she was there and, picked up on some things. And then to be honest, like any dad, and again, there's a lot of daddy ball out there and mama ball. And we want more mom balls, to be honest. We need Mm -hmm. more female coaches. But that was something that I just was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to coach because I want her to be an all around multi-involved, multifaceted individual. So she was taller. I didn't want her to just be stuck in the post. Yeah. You know, because that's where I ended up Mm -hmm. and didn't know how to do different things volleyball wanted her to be able to set wanted to read them wanted to understand that you know her academics were just as important with what was going on but always knew that i would step to the side if there when i couldn't provide her what she needed or somebody better and and so we were able to do that during her career so i I coached her pretty much probably up to eighth grade Mm -hmm. pete when you have a uh the way you sports is right now man how have you seen it um you've seen it change yeah, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, back in the day, you know, it's, it's the down rot, you know, it's paying the fees to get in the facilities and this, that, and the other. And, you know, to, to be perfectly honest, I kind of tell people to put that aside. If you don't want to do it, don't pay for it. Yeah, like, right. it's like There's it's still like, free leagues out it's, there. It's like academics. I mean, to be, or it's like school. Like, I tell people, if you don't like something, like, I'm not telling kids not to go, but if you want change, you have a voice, you go to, you know, you go to meetings, you mm-hmm. you speak up and you don't do it. And I'm not saying it's right, and it does prevent, present barriers, but um, what, I, what I've seen change is honestly the developmental aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have to give credit to like people like uh, Hepburn up in Omaha. You know, um, people staying true to kind of what they say. <laughs> right. Um, and it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard to say, you know, I'm going to provide a developmental experience and not tap, tag winning onto that because parents want to win. Kids want to win. They want to be able to post, hey, was at a tournament. We went 6-0, and this, that, and the other. And it's that short-sighted, that short-sighted vision mm-hmm. um, that I think it used to be a longer-term vision, that it is a process um, you invest in it, and this is what these are the steps that it'll look like. Pete, I'm gonna throw some things out there to yeah. you right now, man. From a um, from a coaching perspective, as well as an unofficial perspective, because you've done some officiating yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna throw this out there to you. Across the country right now, I was speaking at a conference um, uh, in Chico, and um, a number of the refs that were out there mm-hmm. 
we're like, we're not doing this next year. Right. We've had stories on our show yeah. in the past yeah. where you look at Talib's brother uh, down in Texas yeah. uh, about six months ago, almost probably a year, close to a year ago now, uh, at a youth game, shot and killed yeah. uh, a person mm-hmm. in a youth game. Uh, you look at the coach that was just fired. I think he was in Texas again. Texas, or uh, Texas, I believe it was, yeah. where he punched the player in the stomach. Yeah. He was fired right away. Um, you look at these instances, and I, I'll go back to when I co- helped coach my kids' youth football team and when I coached their basketball team to where in football, you know, we're, we're winning by like by 40, literally yeah. with 40 yeah. with like three minutes left in the yeah. game, and we're just calling basically ISOs. Yeah. The parents on the other side of the, the sideline were yelling at us. I mean, because, you know, when the youth football here at your football in Lincoln, yeah, yeah. the coaches, you could call the players from the middle of the field, yeah, yeah. you know, at that age where they were at. And they were yelling at us. And I'm sitting there just laughing. I'm thinking, what do you want to happen? You want us to, you know, to hang right, 80 on right, you? Right. But there were parents that were yelling at us, let them play, let them play. We're like, we are letting them play. Yeah. You know, so we, we, had, we cleared our bench, let everybody play. Um, then from the basketball standpoint, like yourself, I was playing, my, my, uh, Aiden, you know, scholar, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. enjoyed athletics, didn't love athletics. Right. I was literally coaching a bunch of lawyers, right. doctors, uh, and, uh, and which is going to be better for your ROI. You yes. Turn on you better investment. believe it. Cause when Aiden said, dad, I got in law school full ride. <laughs> yeah. My wallet began to clap in my pants. Thank you. Uh, literally yeah. it was like, clap, 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 yeah. clap, clap, clap. Yeah. I was in tears. Yeah. I was crying. said, I'm proud of you. My wallet's also Thank proud you. of you. Thank you. Uh, but I was coaching guys and we got the brakes beat off of us almost yeah. every game. And those guys were out. I'm looking at these guys cause being the competitor, right. At times I had to check myself. Yeah. I'm like, AD. Yeah. These dudes are out here to have fun, and they were great kids. And I see those kids today, and they're doing awesome things, medical school, law school, you know, in the workforce, whatever. Uh, and they still talk about that fun experience. They're like, yeah, man, we got killed every game. I'm like, yeah, we got killed every game. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a good time. Right. What I'm simply, the point is, Pete, there's something in the water of so much negativity right. in sports now. How did you deal with that from the noise from the sidelines when you were yeah. coaching uh, when you were watching uh, uh, Jaden play, uh, when you were officiating, how do you deal with the audiences right now, man? And do you blame refs and coaches who don't want to get involved anymore? It's it's hard. I mean, I think one of the things is, is first off, you know, we always talk about the negative side of things. You know, there's some joys. There, mm-hmm. There's some mm-hmm. tremendous joys. I will tell you, you know, I remember um, a, a lot of the times, County Edmond, who had a yeah, absolutely. At, at Southeast or Southwest Great High athletes. School. And phenomenal athletes. But I remember coaching, and one morning she came in and um, – uh, she she was saying stuff to me or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And and I remember I said something back and um, the next morning that she had brought me donuts. Like we still talk about mm-hmm. that opportunity. It's those joys and those connections. Yeah. Like when you get an officiating, when you get an athletics, it's not, you know, to be honest, people are like, oh, it's the win-loss record. No, one, it's about development. And mm-hmm. two, I look at it about long-term connections. There are people yeah. who are engaged with my daughter, engaged with me because of the relationships. And I always talk about relationships matter yeah. because of the, the, the relationships that I was able to build through those connections and those opportunities. But you have to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Most individuals go on and, you know, you talked about the officiating. They, they look, oh, okay, I'm going to get yelled at. I'm going to get this, that, the other. I intentionally go out, hey. Whose hand can I shake today? Whose parent can I take? You know, seeing a kid score their first basket Mm. in first grade and they lose their ever-loving mind. They're jumping up and down and hands up. Like, I remember it to this day. And their parents, get back on defense. Get back. No, you celebrate. And parents take a picture of that. It's like me getting to Nebraska football games. (laughs) I'm 
out here. <laughs> Don't let that balloon go. Yeah. Hold you it. Know, but, but, you know, it's those, it's those type of things. Of like, one, having officials look at it that way. I think the, se- the second part, like you talked about, is just like going out and how do you handle it. Mm. I was sitting in the stands and people were like, how are you so calm? Like, you would just sit there or whatever else. I, I get nervous every time my daughter plays. Yeah. To this day, she has played more games than I can even imagine. Mm-hmm. And I got butterflies the day before that. I go, I'm not going to sit here and lie that I'm somebody that's just like, uh, and she's had a lot of success. Yeah. She has had a lot of success. But I've always said this. It's not my journey. Mm-hmm. And there's times I've had to check myself on that. It mm-hmm. is not for, for her. It is not my journey. See, Pete, you just, you hit on something right there, man. It's not my journey. Do you think there's a discrepancy I want to say discrepancy. Do you think there is a um, um, a misunderstanding with parents and there, coaches at times? Go there, ahead. There is a major disconnect. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nick, you've been on the, on the coaching oh, yeah. side yeah. too. Yeah. I, you, I want to hear you this. Yeah. You're broadcasting. This is not my journey. Go ahead, you guys. Expound on that. Yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of uh, a lot of unfortunately, and it's unfortunate parents living vicariously through their their child, mm. and and you can you can to an extent to where it's still positive and productive. You can still enjoy the journey alongside them, yeah. but alongside them instead and not instead of them. Right. You know what? There's a story that and I, I don't want Nick to share this story with you, Pete. Time with well, you. You were at a local yeah. place here in town. Uh, yeah. you, you feel I want you to share the, the premise yeah. of that story. So I'll, I'll make it quick. Um, a kid comes in for, for a baseball lesson with me and, uh, and and we're starting to hit off a tee and just starting simple. Right. And, and he was pretty good. He was right. pretty good. And, and he, he, he came in a lot. And it was every almost every day, and he's probably at this age, probably 10, 11 age, you know. And I, I asked him because he was like his attitude just was not right, was not there. And you can see that, right? And I had to ask, or I asked him when his dad walked away. I said, "Hey, I was like, do you want do you want this? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you want this?" And he goes, "I enjoy it, but not as much as my dad wants me to enjoy it." And then I said, well, have you told him? And he said, no, because I don't want to disappoint him. And, wow. and, and, and that's that. I mean, so then I had, then that puts me into this position where I'm like, okay, I got to have this conversation where at the time I was 19 years old or whatever. Yeah, right. And I'm sitting there going, how am I supposed to tell this, this 30 or 40 year old guy how to handle his kid and how to raise his kid? And so it, it put, it was like this really interesting conversation because I said, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, what, what do you find like passion in? And he's like, I want to build something. I love science. I love science experiments. And so it wasn't like, hey, I want to quit baseball and do nothing. It was, hey, I want to play tennis and maybe play a little bit of a lower league of baseball because that's what I find joy in. Right. Well, and, it, and it's yeah, crushing. Yeah, it's yeah. crushing to hear when 12-year-old or 13-year-old kids are scared to tell their parents that yeah. because of what they think the repercussions are. Because although at that age they might not know everything that's best for them, if the parents aren't willing to listen and put stock into what they say, then that's where the disconnect is. Yeah. Well, and everything you said like resonates. Because, I'm again, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a perfect individual. Yeah. I won't go into everything in regards to my daughter, but there have been times at the pinnacle when she's experienced some of the most success that she did not want to continue. And, and, there, and there, people it, will mm. not, and people will not know those mm-hmm. stories and those nights that she's come home and it's it eaten my gut where mm-hmm. she's just, I, like, my wife has said, like, you're going to have to be okay. She may not want to play basketball anymore. Yeah. And here are the reasons why. And it's hard for her to tell yeah. you. And so 
being in that situation, completely understanding yeah. that. But and I wish I would have done earlier, kind mm. of some of the things yeah. where I would have opened up channels where you know we could have those conversations. She could enjoy those moments with me and her being on the bench, and I enjoyed the mm -hmm. fact of. You know, I always tell this at, at meetings when people ask me at um, their coaches meetings. I say, you know, have a coaches meeting, but invite somebody else to come do some of the some of the general conversations like mm -hmm. the X and O's, be at practice, do this or whatever. Right. Else. But one of the things I would share at my coaches meetings, like if there's a parent in this organization that's coaching, I'm going to tell you right now they have a favorite. It's their kid. Yeah, it's their kid. Don't email and be like, hey, you have a favorite kid on the team. They do. And if they don't, I'm going to have every one of those kids stand up and this mm. is your favorite and you need to hug them after every game, get a picture with them. Mm, yeah. but, but they don't do favoritism. Mm. And so, like, one, opening those, opening those channels, again, it not being your journey, um, it's, it's tough because sometimes there's an investment made and what yeah. that looks like and your travel. And um, I would say if there's one um, thing we did well, but there's also kind of a regret – like vacation center, people are, oh, our vacations all center around our volleyball trips or our basketball trips. Like that shouldn't be the case. Mm. Um, and so I think that's one thing right there that happened. We would go on trips and people like, oh, we don't need to eat a Panera again. Like we're going to go on a college campus mm. and we're going to walk around. And the cool thing at the beginning was is she got a T-shirt. Yeah. You know, but she also got to communicate and build mm -hmm. relationship and report, not on a recruiting visit, but because that's part of what we did. Like, that's where you're going to end up regardless yeah. of this sport. And it's also might be separate from these individuals and the great things, but also the drama that might be going on. And so, um, I don't know, there's, there's a lot, but, but I think communications is key. Yeah. Communication is huge. And I, and I also like, there's a fine line between understanding when a, when, when a, when a young athlete just doesn't want to do it and just allowing them to quit or making sure that hey they they do not enjoy this they find passion in something else yeah there's yeah. a fine line because i am i am with it like hey stick with yeah. it see see if it changes but also when when a, when a child is young enough to communicate but is scared to yeah that's when it's a little scary you know it's yeah. uh i'm gonna read a few of these i got a short quick story uh unknown texter 2655 appreciate you it's about setting the stage for kid player not adding another level burden of letting down a parent. As a longtime Lincoln youth football coach, I can tell you that usually the more a parent or coach tries to live vicariously through the kid or player, the less likely the player will be successful. I, I totally agree with you, man. And thanks for your unknown texture, for your contribution to the community and, and shaping up these young people. My boys, I think by the grace of God, you know, obviously Brooke, my wife, has done it. I mean, we, we've done our best, you know, failures, faults, and all. My kids have seen the failures, faults, and all. So definitely no perfect parents out there. One of the things, reasons why I know we're still close today, uh, they said, Pops, you never forced us to do what you did. Right. You never looked down on us. Because when both of the boys said, hey, you know what? I like football. I don't love football. I said, find something else. Find what you love to do. Keenan says, man, I got buddies. Aiden, both of the guys said, we had more pressure from our, heard more from our friends. Well, isn't dad going to make you play? Because what yeah. he did. No, 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 no. Keenan, he started playing soccer. I didn't know anything about soccer. Then I started learning about soccer. I still don't understand that offsides penalty, but I'm getting there. Right. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> Aiden, I had the boys, Aiden started playing tennis. You know, they would say one love. I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a heck yeah. of a song. One love, one love, you know, who needs to come up with it? Raising Kane's motto? Yeah. <laughs> Two love. No, Three We're not love. getting oranges today. Yeah. We're not getting Raising Kane's. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a box combo. I was at these events. I didn't know what was going yeah. on, yeah. but I seen them having fun. And I said, I'm going to get behind it. Pete, why do you think that's why that's um, 
why don't parents see that early? And Tim Ernst here said, Pete is truly a man, and we love Coach Ernst too. He goes, Pete is truly a man that practiced what he advised. Saying about you, Pete, uh, Mr. Tim Ernst. Yeah, I appreciate that. Pete, why, why do you, is it, what you're doing now, is it, e- is it easier for you to talk to parents? Do you see it more? Do you can t- pull a parent to the yeah. side? Because, you know, being a seasoned parent, yeah. you know, you've raised an amazing daughter. You and your wife have done an amazing job. When you see it, is it hard for you not to say anything? If, if you know yeah, them, of course. Yeah, not yeah, just walking yeah, up to strangers, yeah. hey, what are you doing with your kid? How do you, what are ways that you try to combat that now and what you do in Bigger Than the Score? You know, I, I think one, just profiling on Sundays of just bringing scholars in. And, and if you listen, I ask them, give them, what's the piece of advice that you'd give to your peers? What's the piece of advice mm-hmm. you'd give to kind of educators? And what's the piece of advice you'd give to the community? Um, if you listen, there's a common thread. Mm-hmm. Like, let us be us. Mm-hmm. Let us do us. And, um, you know, even some of our younger ones are like, oh, I wish, you know, they wouldn't yell as much at, at different events or games or put as much pressure. Like, let us live our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard because I, I will say, again, as a parent, it's not easy when you see potential in your scholar or your kid yeah, that they don't see in themselves. Yeah. Because, you know, like when you've played, I mean, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. you've coached at a high level and you see kids and you're like, OK, your footwork or your skill set. Like if you just, just match that you can't mindset teach, that's there. and you're just like, man, you, you can make it happen. And so it's that balance of how do you like engage, yeah. encourage, empower, uh, and allow them to network with individuals so they can tap into that and make that, make a informed decision, not a forced decision. Um, so, you know, that's one of them. The other one is just taking advantage of opportunities. Yeah. Uh, is that my quick story is this and refereeing. Is I remember there was a couple parents that were just yelling at their kids, like, go, go. And it's like basketball. I did a lot of basketball. And I'm like, that's one of the most confusing, hardest, hard to learn sports. Like volleyball, you have a net between you. Football, yeah. you get to go reset. People yeah. don't understand. Like basketball, it's five people you can teach a play, mm-hmm. and somebody's disrupting that. And if they figure right. it out, you got to make an adjustment, and they've mm-hmm. got to do that on the fly. And I remember this, this, these kids couldn't get, they just weren't figuring something out. They were just kind of, they were. Double dribble on the ball. I would teach why I was like, hey, you're not going to fix that during the next 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So when it didn't matter, here's what you need to do, da-da-da. And a parent was yelling, and the kid, you could just see his eyes were welling up, and, mm-hmm. and he was just like, and I looked at him, and I said, hey, I said, we can fix this real quick. And he says, he goes, how? And I said, I can throw your parent out because I have that kind of power. <laughs> <laughs> he got the, hey, Rav, he got the biggest grin, smile. That parent started going ballistic. Oh, what man. are you smiling about? Da, 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 da. Like, what did he tell you? So I went over and I told the parent. Again, it's taking advantage of those moments yeah. when you're in those positions of yeah. either power or the opportunity, not waiting. And I just said, you know, I, I told him that basically, um, to be honest, if he didn't want you here and others, we could make that happen. Mm-hmm. Now, they were upset, but they're like, you have no business telling. But for that moment, that scholar got to enjoy, like, being, mm-hmm. being being in that space and the parent yeah. later said thank you yeah. I, I i needed that to put things in perspective, perspective. and we're able to enjoy the rest of the season folks <laughs> we're going to hear a lot more yeah. this this month from pete um because there's so much to unpack with this the impact that he's making and has made and just things he sees uh, beyond the scoreboard i think it's perspective and we hear we, we talk you know you know collegiate sports pro sports we always like to talk about what community leaders are doing um, in youth sports, and not just youth sports, youth scholars, youth development, community development. Uh, Pete has organized MLK 
uh, March for the past, what, how many years now? It'll be 27 this year. 27 wow. years. Yeah. Nick was not even born when he nope. started this, uh, doing those. So we will have negative six. Yeah, he's yeah, negative six. Nick, I didn't even of. have to do just for men treatment in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I started. Yeah, he was, you know, he was, Pete's thing was about Martin Luther King, I have a yeah. dream. And right. Nick wasn't even a dream yet, as <laughs> far as that goes. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Adidas had three stripes, one day yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this you got to tune in to Pete's show every Sunday morning, <laughs> 8 to 9. Bigger than the score. He'll be with us uh, each Wednesday uh, for October for sure and his schedule permitting because it's a great piece we like to add in. Pete, we appreciate you coming in, brother. Uh, we definitely want to pick up this conversation next Wednesday because we got more questions and our listeners uh, want to tune in as well uh, and ask more questions as well because a lot yeah. of our listeners are in that stage of life with their kids right now too, right. man, or will be soon as right. far as that goes. Folks, again, it's Pete Ferguson. Uh, the host of Bigger Than The Score on every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. right here, 937 A Ticket. We'll be right back. Who are those four wins we got to get? We'll be right back. Drive. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.